What's going on? I've got a special guest tonight. We've got the Moose, Moose's Gear Goo Review. I almost said that wrong. That is the correct way. Uh, how's yes. it going, buddy? Cheers to uh, you, man. Yes, cheers. Uh, it's going good, man. I'm excited to finally be on the podcast. Uh, ah. I'm super pumped for you and what you're doing with your channel. So it's, it's cool to be a part of it. Thank you. Thank you, man. You know, um, I, let's get that out of the way first. Like what's, what's up with the name? Like, why did you come up with a name like that? Because I thought it was Moose's like gear goo review or goo gear reviews. Like I, I was one, I always mess it up. Like, why did you decide to have it in that order? Like, what does it mean? Um, that's a good question. It, it I is think gear goo review, right? It is gear goo review. Okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> um, so the name itself, my nickname's Moose, my street name's Moose, my dance name's Moose. I mean, <laughs> nice. I've been Moose almost as long as I've been my actual name. Mm -hmm. Um, and by the way, my name's Chris, but don't <laughs> let anyone know. Uh, but yeah, so I got the nickname Moose in sixth grade when I was riding the school bus home and some kids saw Bullwinkle on my shirt and they're like, you can be Moose Man. So never thought nice. much of it. It stuck. Uh, so that's part of who I am as is. Um, but then when it came to YouTube, uh, when I got into it, um, YouTube was still fairly new. I didn't quite understand it. I'm an old man. I didn't quite know what the YouTubes was, but um I saw that some people had like really unique kind of weird names, you know, and I was like, well, shoot, maybe I'll try something to make it a little bit more catchy. But uh, in hindsight, I realized Moose's Gear Goo Review is kind of a long name. So, so I, I wish I maybe would have shortened it up, but more or less the name represents the things that I'm interested in in a very vague mm -hmm. way. So Moose is me. Gear, you know, that encompasses yeah. almost everything. And then uh, Goo, um, at the time I was really into getting into backpacking and stuff. And, uh, mm -hmm. there's the goo brand, mm -hmm. like energy supplement, oh, which, which okay. is like a, a weird jelly paste that, uh, okay. triathletes. I get use. it. I, I, I know what it is. Bi uh, cyclists use it and stuff. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I'm not a triathlete, so <laughs> good for <laughs> but backpacking. I, figured... I bet though. Very oh yeah. No, that, and I, I, I got stories of when I was backpacking where that stuff comes in handy for sure, mm -hmm. but that's the goo and then uh review reviewing stuff. So, yeah. And uh, the whole channel itself started when I was shopping one day and I, I was looking up a review of a product I was interested in buying and I realized there was no review of it. Nobody ever reviewed it. And so I was like, well, maybe I should just buy it and, test it out and review it and maybe help out some other consumer who might be looking into it and so that's kind of how the channel started and then i got into knives specifically because i i mean you, you're not even asking my origin story and i'm just blabbing no you should you should go get into it dude get <laughs> all right so story, so you know? uh at the time when i started this channel i think it was almost six years ago i've been doing this for a while but um like bushcraft survival actually more survival videos were really popular mm -hmm. and there's some really big survival channels uh pre prepared my 101 gideon's he's tactical, the one that got me into youtube nothing fancy um you know i think there's a couple other ones and uh they're all reviewing knives and i was like oh that's sweet and then i started noticing that there's some other smaller channels popping up and i was like well shoot that channel sucks. I could do. That. <laughs> I was like, I could at least do that crappy, if not better. So I was like, well, maybe I'll give it a shot. And uh, yeah, that's that's the history of it, and that's how I started. 
Yeah, I, you know, that's awesome, dude. That's an amazing story, origin story. Um, I was watching some of your videos on the way home today. And I was like, yo, he's really doing it. Like the stuff that I think, because look, I, I have a lot of respect for the tabletop guys. I have a lot of respect for that. But I do think that if we are going to progress and evolve from where we are now, it's like the knife community, the EDC community is like, has so much to catch up to when it comes to the rest of YouTube, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah. I, I am almost assuming that you watch a bunch of other content because the way that you create your videos, especially how you splice in pocket clip shots or just like, just, you know, more B-roll, like as you're talking tabletop, which is kind of like what I started doing too. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like how the tech guys do it. When they're yes. reviewing a phone, they're talking about the phone. It's a front-facing talking head style camera. Then they'll slice in some cool B-roll of like the, the little um, function they're talking about. And yes. I think that is going to be like critical or and even crucial to like the evolution of Knife YouTube. You know, like there's always going to be room for the uh, spec heavy guys, right? But with yeah. younger people coming in, they're not going to be used to that style. And I don't know if they're going to vibe as much with that. Um, I've been doing YouTube for, my channel's been up for almost four years, mm -hmm. but um, I've been on YouTube since 2006. I was yeah. doing a lot of like, like popping, like glow sticking, break dancing. Oh, popping. Yeah. Like I was fucking really sick, dude. Like if you, if you look up like glow sticking videos on YouTube, like I'm one of the pioneers of it. And I was do I like, it was like wow, the Jabberwockies of like party dancing and stuff like that. But Maybe anyway, have a, a dance battle on here. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't know that YouTube was going to be this thing. Um, uh, or else I would have kept going. You know what I mean? Like I was unboxing stuff on YouTube even back then. I just yeah. didn't, I was just doing it as a way to host the video for my like Facebook or something. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and I just didn't know what it was going to become. But yeah, like I really like what you're doing, how you're incorporating. Um, first of all, the lighting is great. Like I, I, I want to ask you for tips on lighting because well, the RGB in the back is like fire, dude. Like how much did that cost? Uh, I, well, honestly, the one light, I actually have it right here because yeah. I was in case I needed to light something. Yeah. And, uh, and that's probably the biggest thing I've invested in over mm -hmm. this last Corona 2020 yep. or, um, or COVID 2020. Yeah. Uh, and that's the Aperture MC. Light. Ah, I've heard of it. And, uh, I, I watched tons of reviews. I mean, I follow all the big, uh, kind of videographer channels. Cause I was like, McKinnon, right. McKinnon, Matty Hapoya, yes. Potato Jet. Potato Jet's probably my favorite. Yeah. And, um, I, 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 I started looking into them because I was like, well, well crap. Mm -hmm. I might, I, I don't think I'm that interesting. So at least I can make my videos look good mm -hmm. <laughs> because I was like, oh, people aren't, aren't, aren't are biting on it as 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 much as they were initially yep. so then i was like all right i gotta at least try to improve the quality because yep. worst comes to worst I, at least i'll have a video that looks good and sounds good mm -hmm. and so that's that's kind of what i'm focused on but i've learned a lot with just it's so much more than just buying you know the best light you can get you know yeah um oh snap yeah this, <laughs> dude how much was that so this thing is a little pricey but it's pretty awesome like it, 300 uh, bucks no it's like 100 bucks that's that's good bro that's good well, money i know it's weird because it's like yeah. oh yeah i'll spend 150 dollars on a on a knife but a freaking mm -hmm. battery light psh, yeah i ain't gonna spend that much but uh <laughs> dude yeah. that is like really cool so i'm assuming you like dim your lights 
and then you must have you must have front lights too right well i just bought a soft box yeah and uh that's overexposing me i feel right now but um it looks pretty Uh, good i i gotta tell you this to go to backtrack before i forget to uh talk about this i wanted to interject when you were like i'm not that interesting i can tell you right now okay i've interviewed almost 100 people since i've had this podcast you are interesting Oh, well, all right. Thank because you. you're very natural on camera. This is the first time you and I have spoke and it's already it's already um, the flow is like very good already. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, dude. Like, so... I feel super familiar with you. I've been, you know, <laughs> I remember that first video I saw where I was like, what the band-aids on his did he, Yo, did I don't guy... have them anymore. I know. They're almost I like, this guy must. This guy must be terrible with knives. He keeps cutting his thumbs. I do cut myself a lot though. <laughs> still, but the doing stupid stuff like flicking it uncontrollably all day, and then maybe yeah. I have some strain on my hand where I don't notice it, and then I'm at my shop, and maybe like a customer will come in and ask me something, and I'm still going like this, and then like that little strain will make me go off by just a hair. And yeah. You know, it'll get my skin. I mean, I, I don't have like really bad uh, cuts anymore, but that's usually yeah, that, how it That's happens. the whole reason why I don't do bala songs. Yeah. A buddy had a bala song once and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is cool. And all of a sudden slice. I'm like, this isn't cool anymore. <laughs> I want like... to learn how to do it. Um, maybe with a trainer because I'm Filipino, man. Like we, cr- oh. we invented the bali. So I know, dude. You like, should be doing both hands already. I know. I mean, I can do like the one, two, three. I could do like a couple of things. I could do a finger roll a little bit, and and some like aerial stuff is easy for me because of the glow sticking. Like, so I could do a lot of be- behind the back stuff and things like that. But it's not as smooth as when you watch like Blade Runner systems videos. You know, dude, what I mean? those, those guys are insane and nuts. And, yeah. Uh, I love watching those videos too. Speaking of them, by the way, like, are you working with them right now? Yeah, they they reached out to me uh, Mm -hmm. a couple months ago and they sent me the uh, Revo or the Blade Runner Systems Evolved Ness. Or no, the Revo Ness and then the the Nomad. The Nomad, Nomad. nice. I uh, like them a lot. Just like the kind of uh, company that they are. Um, Blade Runner Systems you know that that is like um a very very well-known company and at least in the bali song world right then they made brs evolve which is like i definitely handled a few knives that were really cool uh revo knives what i like about them is they are playing in that budget market along with civivi cjrb but love the nest oh i have my nest um shit it's up there but uh, um i i actually do really like it when i first opened it i didn't understand it but off video i was like holding it and like just playing around with it i was like this is freaking cool dude like and that's what i like about what they're doing it's like they're not sticking to cookie cutter safe designs which i feel like most of the knife companies are doing right now in that budget realm they're going for like really out there stuff they're yeah. using they're using the same materials or maybe slightly better or slightly worse in some areas, but they're really going for it with the designs. And I really like that because we need more diversity with designs when it comes to the budget market. No, I totally agree. And I mean, I think just uh, the market in general, I've, yeah. there's been there's it's been up and down this last year for me because like, I've really been bored. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's some stuff that like comes out and just catches my eye but i'm so picky now compared to what yeah. i used to be because i've seen so many different knives 
Yeah. You know, and now unless something's like unique and, and that's kind of the big thing with this, like I'm always worrisome when there's unique shapes because I was like, how is it going to feel in my hand? Exactly. Like, that's what I thought, too, dude. I'm not a I'm not a collector as much as I'm a user. And so mm-hmm. if it's not going to be comfortable to hold, you know, it's a, it's useless to me. Yeah. But this was incredibly comfortable and then the other thing that i liked about it was the the actual nesmuk blade shape yeah and uh if you know some people aren't familiar with like history and the history of knives Mm -hmm. um but that was one thing that caught my eye right away is like that's a nesmuk and uh you know it's it's cool how they can take those historic uh meaningful designs from from our ancestors and our past and update them and then put them into a folding knife i just thought that was genius so. Yeah, people keep telling me like, oh, that's the Nesmuk blade. And I, I don't know what it is because like I didn't grow up like uh, collecting knives or anything. Like I am so into it now. And I've said this so many times in a podcast where people keep telling me like, no, that's not what you are. You're not a filthy casual like knife person. Um, but I feel like I am because although I, I'm fortunate that I get to check out so many knives because of the Apex Fast Round group. Are you, are you a part of that, by the way? No. Do you want to be a part of it? I suppose I could. I don't know. <laughs> no, if you want, do you know what it is? Uh, I'm assuming it's a pass around group that passes around knives. It is probably the biggest pass around group in knife YouTube today. And I think there are over 40 companies working with us, including We Knives, Artisan Cutlery, um, uh, e- Urban EDC, which oh, is really? like all the yeah, big yeah. dogs. All the big dogs are rolling with us, except for like Spyderco. We pretty yeah. much have everyone, CRKT, uh, Kershaw sends us stuff. Literally all the companies um, uh, ha- have decided like, okay, there is like a crap load of awesome reviewers here that are going to allow us to send them stuff. Um, and most of the time, like we don't get to keep it. Sometimes we do. Like sometimes mm-hmm. they're like, yo, when you're done, um, do a raffle for everyone who's made videos on it and they get to keep it. I've, I've been able to win a Spyderco Shaman. I've won like oh. a bunch of knives. Yeah. And I've Dude, only that's been sweet. In... Yeah. And all you got to do is make videos. That's it. You, you make videos within like, I think the turnaround time for one knife is like, I think like two weeks or something, which is like not, uh, not, it's pretty long for most people. For me, it's like not, not that long. Cause <laughs> I, I take a long time, but yeah. I think you should be a part of it. You, you know? Yeah, no, I'm I'm open to definitely checking things out and and nice. uh, getting my I've, hands on gear. All your friends are in it. Zach, JT, Big Red, uh, we're all in it, bro. Uh, Therapeutic oh. Edge, geared toward gear, like we're all in the, in the thing. I think you know. So Shabazz yeah, no, is I, in it. Cedric and Ada is in it. Um, oh, I need to get in this. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna put your name in the. Uh, we have a a thread for channels that you nominate. I, I've nominated a few guys, but mm-hmm. I always mention people that i think are are also like content creator minded and you're definitely mm-hmm. like that you know what i'm saying like I'm, so. I'm getting there i'm getting there dude you are doing it i super impressed with just everything that i watch i watched three videos the cr crkt the pilar right um the yeah pilar. And then um, I, I call it the Pilar sometimes too, but someone corrected me. And said <laughs> it's that, my oh, Minnesota Minnesota talk. That's... Ernest Hemingway's boat is the Pilar. It's Spanish. It's a Spanish girl's name. I was like, okay, Pilar. Okay. Uh, so, and then um, I watched your channel update video, which I thought was really awesome too. Um, oh, thanks, just man. a nice heartfelt message to your viewers. 
And then I watched the Seven Knives Challenge. Yes, I watched that one. Um, just you're you're making knife content the way that uh, like tech content is produced. You know what I yes. mean? Like the the kind of like if you look at the really big um, EDC guys like Jeremy Sires, Best Damn EDC, they've got B roll, bro. They've got they've got some production chops, you know, and like. Um, I know most of the knife community, not because they're they're more centered to EDC, right? Uh-huh. Um, we still have a ways to catch up, but you know, guys like me and you and uh, Everyday Minimalist, even Bearded Gear, who does stuff outside. Yeah, I, ju- I was just watching his channel today. Love his channel. Like, yeah, love. Yeah, that dude's channel. dope. But you're, dude, I love what you're doing, man. Just just keep it up. You know, whatever I can do to help out, whatever, just hit me up for collab. Anything you want, dude. Oh, for sure, man. No, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I. I, I, the biggest thing I've learned with, with doing this and then trying to improve my quality is that, like I said, it isn't about having all the best tools. It's in reality for me, the better content I make is based on how much time I have. Yeah. I am not patient. I don't have a lot of time or <laughs> I am just, I just procrastinate and I'm terrible with my time because I throw these videos together f- so fast. Me too. It's stupid. <laughs> And that's why, like, you'll you'll catch me slipping in my videos and be like, "Man, that sediment." That was so funny. <laughs> I was like, "That was so funny, bro." Because I do everything in one take. Mm-hmm. Every video I, I make is in one take, and mm-hmm. so um, I'm just throwing them up. And I'm trying to do B-roll. I'm still trying to figure out B-roll. I'm gonna give you a tip on how I do it. Maybe it'll help you. So me and Jared from Neves and I just talked about this. Yeah. And the way I do it is here. Let me let me look at one of them. Actually, I have like a set. Oh. Uh, amount of parameters that I want to follow, right? And yeah. um, I just try to make sure that I hit all of those. And let me see if I have it here. Uh, fuck, I don't know if I can find it right now. Give me one sec. All right, I got it. I got one. Okay, so I try to hit aesthetics, action, blade length, blade material, handle scales, ergonomics, weight, pocket clip, and price. And in the when I get to the price section, I also do my conclusion or or if I think it's worth it or not. So what yeah. I do is the way that you do it is I do the talking part first, where I talk to the camera. And let's say I'm reviewing the Kaiser M Stealth. I literally talk about it in this in this angle, yep. right? And I'll be like, you know, I'll talk about the things, right? And then what will happen is after I'm done with that, I also film separately those points that I want. So I will have a shot close up of aesthetics, of action, blade length and all that. And then I splice it in after kind of like what you're doing now. So if I follow that checklist, I can get it done pretty quickly. Whereas in before I was kind of like just gung ho doing whatever and then figuring it out later. If I follow that kind of guideline i can get a i can probably get like two three videos done a day i've never done that i probably could though two or probably, three videos done a no, day no, listen wow. I pro- no no i know i mean i mean shot not edited uh, shot. i was yeah, like shot, yeah. holy cow dude you're I, a machine I, ha- I haven't done that i haven't done that i've never filmed three reviews in one day i filmed maybe a review and an unboxing in one day because an unboxing is easy i just it's all oh, natural. unboxings are great yeah. i love unboxings it's, it's it's a it's a good way to get like content on your channel but yeah Yeah. that's how i do it basically yeah and and i definitely kind of have my format for my videos you know i go over the specs Mm -hmm. i I talk about the blade talk about the handle i don't i need to 
format my my b-roll to match those and that's a good tip you just gave me there film the b-roll after to match the criteria yeah. and, and I, I i try to yeah. film it after uh, mm-hmm. but the thing is if i have time to film b-roll but the thing too <laughs> is like i'm still trying to dial in like how do i want to film the b-roll because i'm playing yeah. with like slow motion this last video i did i had like slow motion but then it kind of looked wonky but I didn't know that until I was already editing. And I was like, and so I'm like still trying to figure out the settings on my camera. Yeah. I've had this camera for two years, three years. That's what kind of camera you got? Out, but I'm rocking the, the uh, Canon M50. Nice. How so, much was that? Um, this was, I mean, it fluctuated at the time. I got the video creator kit off like B&H. So it came with uh, a mm-hmm. microphone and like a SD card. Yeah. Um, and then it came with the kit lens. Mm-hmm. And it was around 600 bucks. Dude, do you know that I live near B&H? What? Yeah, B&H is the biggest, one of the biggest photography stores in, in America. Yeah, and it's I, like the it, only thing that can compete with Amazon. Yeah, so 30, <laughs> on 34th Street, uh, I think it's on, I want to say it's on 38, it's, it's on 30-something Street. I've been there many times. And when you get in there, it's crazy. Because really? the, the way you buy things is like, you have to get a ticket from 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 like where you're talking about it so it'll be behind glass and all that let's say you get the m50 yep and then you're talking to a person and then they tell you about it then they give you a ticket to go to another place kind of like a coat check and then you have to like pick up the item there and then you pay for it at a different place and then they just have it for you and it's like it's like just lines of people but that place has been opened for so long it's family owned yeah no it's, it's a staple dude it's one of my favorite websites to shop yeah, on and very I cool mean, i between amazon and and b and h that's definitely mm-hmm. where i got this stuff but this thing um this thing's really impressed me because besides doing this i'm starting to do like photography for my my friends because everybody wants to be an instagram model now i guess yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> so, all like, i'm taking pictures of, of my friends and i'm doing like photo shoots for them so yeah you know i, I try to put everything i have at multi-use i just need to like do my own instagram more yeah. with it but Wait, is it like is it like like dudes or like hot girls or like... uh well they're <laughs> uh they're ladies i've only done like two photo shoots so far but okay yeah i mean dude i'm a dancer so and I'm a partner dancer. And, uh, oh, there's so a lot I, of hot girls. There. I have plenty of beautiful friends, yeah. and you know, whatever. If my buddy wants a photo, I'll do a photo shoot with him yeah. too. I guess I don't care. <laughs> but you know, that's how uh, some of the vloggers that you and I follow, like earn a living. Like they have their YouTube, yeah. but they also do freelance photography and cinematography, right? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like I figured, any opportunity I have to use the camera, the better I'm going to learn how to use it. Yes. And so correct. that's kind of what I, I, I just need to do more B-roll. Yeah. <laughs> I just need to B-roll the heck out of something. Yeah. I, I, what do you edit on right now? Uh, I edit on my uh, pavilion computer. It's an yeah. HP, what do you, and then what do you the using? software is like some, someone I got on like clearance off Amazon. What, um, what uh, is it? It's movie studio platinum 14. <laughs> that sounds crazy it's yeah so it came out in like 2014 yeah uh, that's the software i'm using but i mean it it allows me it's it's old enough that it's simple enough for me to use yeah because all i really need is to lay down a soundtrack which i'm Mm -hmm. also dabbling in trying to find music Mm -hmm. um and then do the the b-roll cuts and stuff like that and just add some basic titles but 
You know what? Um, that, that that's awesome, and I want to get back to content creation, but I want to keep some of the knife people like in, in this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. what what did what did you uh what have you been carrying lately? Like what's your go to right now? Dude, uh, my two thousand twenty uh, knife of the year, the ah the mini bug, bug out the, the mini, mini bug right? out. I nice. can't stop carrying this knife. I fell in love with it as soon as it came out. I mean, I was already a fan of of the regular size bug out. Um, and just being a backpacker, being in the woods all the time when I can get out there, uh, nothing scares me more than dropping the hundred dollar knife that Ooh. I bought. So the fact that it's orange, I love it. Um, but two, it's, it's small enough, uh, and light enough that you can carry it anywhere. So that's my primary one that I carry. I've also been carrying the, uh, ACE, oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. giant mouse, uh, ACE, uh, Iona cool uh fell in love with this one too definitely has the qualities that i like for like backpacking again yeah carry pocket clip m390 blade That's um awesome. and then actually i guess these are kind of the four ones i carry the most uh odium. this one the odium love fell it. in love with this one after i love got it. the mini archbishop i actually watched backpack b's video and that's where i saw dude i love backpack b man that's dude i watched them because of you man he like, is that's another dude right where it's like this dude, guy he's next level exactly like if you think about mo just motion graphics he like puts like the biggest youtubers to shame you know what i mean with what he could do oh. he's insane yeah it's, insane. it's he won dude he won like two emmys did you know that uh, he won two emmys he works on like sports television and he won dude. two emmys for like graphics i'm like okay uh we're lucky to have him like i want i know i was like man <laughs> yeah he's, he's amazing i love that dude yeah i love the logo he did for you too there oh man i you know what's crazy is i found i googled like neon light graffiti style logos on google and then i sent him like a few right like i saw like yeah. radio city music hall and it had like a mic in the center and it had like the city in the background with some stars. And I was like, I kind of want something like this, but maybe with a knife in the middle. And I was like, you know what? Let's put a PLR in the middle. And then like, I told him just that. And then like two days later, he, he, he sends me the video. He right? did that in two days? Yeah. He, no, he did it in one day. He's like, yeah, I'm working oh on your, he's like, he's like, I'm working on your uh, logo now. That was like Sunday morning. And then Sunday, like right before nighttime, maybe like 5 p.m. He was like, yo, here's uh, some stuff that I did. And I was like, these are freaking amazing. Like, you don't need to do any more. This is, I couldn't have paid for a better logo. You know what I mean? Or if you would have, you would have been paying. I tried to give him money, bro. He was like, oh, nah, you've, he's like, you've done a lot for me. I was like, what? I'm like, you're going to make me cry, bro. He's going to be like John Wick coming for a favor later. I know, right? <laughs> he's like, yeah, remember your logo? Mm. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I, I'll, fuck, I'll do anything for him. And that dude is really awesome. But yeah, um, talented guy. What were we talking about before I got spun around? Uh, knives I was carrying. Okay. Uh, I, I've been, uh, I'm kind of on the fence on this one. This is the Wii Knives uh, Mini Synergy. I oh. got this one from the Passround Group. Oh, dude. Group, Apex that was wicked. You know what's crazy is I think you and I have similar taste in blade length and uh, size of the knife, right? Yes. Um, and uh, this you know what's crazy is it's really good ergonomically um the blade shape is interesting very and, interesting uh, but like it's stiff bro like the frame lock 
I don't know, like it's stiff to me and it's 300 bucks. I'm like, what the, you know what I mean? Like I play in the $100 section. That's kind of like where I go. Yeah, so, my my range is like 50 to $100. Yeah, yeah it's mean, like- it's I, I look tight. for budget knives. I look for budget knives mm -hmm. hard that I, that yeah. I like, but- um, I, I showed you this one earlier. This is probably my favorite right now. This is the Kai. Yeah, that thing looks so, wicked. This is probably the best thing I've tried in like the past two or three weeks. I like this. It's like a reverse Tonto. Mm -hmm. um, good, good size. Perfect size. This is a perfect gray knife. Uh, very lightweight, actually. I think it's like 1.6. Really? Yeah, Dang. dude. It's freaking light. If you look inside, the milling out. is so deep, but it's still like really tough um rounded spine on the blade which is crazy for a knife that's less than 200 bucks it's like 169 i want to say if you yeah if you put if you put put a discount code on white mountain knives you could probably get it for like 145 uh yeah, very sweet. nice knife love it that's probably the two that i've been carrying the most um uh let, let's get back to like content creation a little bit um so like you know i i know that with your channel update video you said you're gonna like do more um how often do you upload videos usually well so when i started i started off once a week um and then I, I a lot of my my subs actually got when i was doing an unboxing of a subscription box once a month i'd going get gear that no the cairn box which was wow. a, a box curated for like backpackers and campers oh sick so early in my my youtube channel i i would do one every month and so whenever those would come in the mail i'd quick pop it up because a lot of times views has to do with how fast you get your video out there um and so i was doing those types of videos but i would always try to do a knife video once a week mm -hmm. and so that's kind of been the meat and potatoes behind my my channel and and i still do one i always try to get at least one video out a week unless i'm like dying of i actually was when i had covid i was actually putting you out had covid yeah what yeah yeah it sucked man covid bleh, not fun Yo, how how bad was it like how long were yeah, you i mean i was not it could have been way worse obviously i mean i could have died but um no i i feel like i was pretty lucky yeah um it but it was just miserable it was just like a really miserable feeling and it when i compare it to the flu yes it was similar in ways but the biggest difference was that covid symptoms for me personally would fluctuate so one minute i'd just be feeling like poo and then the next minute i'd start feeling fine like it would just go up and down and so like it was always these like false flags of like oh i'm getting over it it only lasted one oh, day and then, and then all of a sudden the last thing it just drop kicks me in the face with no flavor and i couldn't wow. taste anything and that was oh. probably the absolute worst thing <laughs> that ever wow. happened wow dude i would hate that Dude, I, oh. yeah i mean i'm a chubby dude man nothing's worse <laughs> than losing the taste of food Did you lose a lot of weight on covid uh no because i mean overall it lasted for me like six days from okay. the first symptom to the, the last maybe seven yeah um and just being you know being older i know that when i'm sick i still need to eat yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I need a, yeah, yeah. So I just started pumping myself full of every nutritious and non nutritious food item I could find. So I think yeah. I gained weight. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, at least you, you, you stayed healthy though. You didn't, you know, fucking suck. Yeah, but no, it, um, it, it sucked. So, but yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I know a few people in the knife community that have gotten it now. Uh, they're, yeah. they're all fine. Um, uh, people that 
because I, I listen to a lot of comedians podcasts and um, some of them that have got it where it infected their GI tract. That's oh, the one that's long. Like they, they have it for like two weeks. Yeah, I, I had a, 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 my sister's friend, he had it and he lost his sense of taste for like three weeks. Damn. Like there's different symptoms. There's a sense of smell too, some people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I knew a guy that died from it and he was only 20 years old. Yeah. Um, oh man, that's crazy. But um, yeah, and then you know, there's other people that my friend's a nurse and she deals with uh, COVID patients, and she mm-hmm. said some people lose their taste permanently. That would be insane, but also really good for getting shredded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Good. You could you could eat somebody's cooking and you won't yeah. hurt their feelings. <laughs> you could just buy like food that isn't expensive but like yeah. healthy and then you would just save so much money because you don't care yeah, what like, anything tastes like yeah it'd you know be I mean? great yeah <laughs> i mean yeah there you go find the silver silver lining but yeah <laughs> that's crazy bro that's yeah crazy. i mean a lot of stuff happened man this last year 2020 was yeah. gnarly so it was and pretty then, wild was i live pretty- in minnesota so like the whole george floyd thing was crazy it was crazy. I I met the guy. I knew the guy. What? Well, I didn't know him closely, but yeah, I I crossed paths with him, shook his hand. Like, He's like I, I used to pick up dime bags from him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm like, no, no, no. Like, it, it was. Man, that's uh, crazy. That's crazy. yeah. It's a small world. Like, it's weird when you like see someone in that type of situation, and you're like, oh Damn. shit. Like, shoot, I saw that guy like two weeks ago. That's so, insane. It's been man. a crazy, crazy year. So. It definitely has, man. Like in New York City, I remember when the pandemic, um, the quarantine first started. Like I didn't leave my apartment for three months, bro. Dang. I didn't leave my apartment for, yeah, I only left to throw out the garbage in like a little garbage area in the building. That's it. That's all I did. All our food was delivered. Oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's New York City. You get everything delivered, right? So like we looked up, uh, you know, which... um, you know, delivery service was the most competitive and Fresh Direct was the one that worked, made sense for us. And even up to now, Fresh Direct comes once a week and we just get our food from there. We don't go grocery shopping. But it's it's nuts because I, you would think that I should have gotten it because like I'm in New York City. I take the train every day, two times. I take, I take four trains a day, basically. Yeah. Right. And my commute is two hours per day. And you're passing people less. Sometimes them trains are fucking packed, bro. Even now. Yeah. yeah, So everyone has masks. Like most people, I would say maybe like out of like 30 people, two people will not have it. Right. And uh, it's weird because you have to be in that same train car for like almost an hour. Yeah. So I I didn't get it. And I work six days a week. And uh, I don't know. I just don't know what's up. But uh, it's. Things are definitely opening up. Um, I ate in a tent on Saturday night. Uh, New York City. Like camping, man. Yeah, it, dude. Ex- <laughs> backpack time. So this is what yeah. happened. Like in Koreatown, uh, Koreatown is only two blocks long. So what they did was they stopped you. Um, they don't allow driving through those streets anymore. Yeah. And what happens is all the restaurants have like built these outdoor enclosures. Like bubbles like or something? Dude, some of these are pretty fucking high tech. They got like fucking central AC and central heat and all that. Like it's crazy. It's like they built another structure outside of the restaurant that that always has like one door open, so it's not quote unquote inside. But oh it's yeah, 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 is yeah, yeah, and yeah. that is legal in New York City. And um, you know, I mean, I I'm sure they're barely surviving still, but. 
when I went over to eat uh, with, with my fiance, uh, the Kelly, um, it was all packed, bro. All the tents were packed. Really? Uh, yeah, I was like, there, there's this like thin sheet of like, like uh, plastic, like polyurethane glass or something, like separating us from yeah. like, a family of eight just eating like a few feet away, not even six <laughs> feet. I'm talking like three Dude. feet right here. So I'm like, you know, I'm like, whatever. I'm just like eating my, you know, burgogi, like Korean barbecue or whatever. <laughs> like, it's fine. But that's, that's basically what, what it's like in New York city, you know, yeah. um, New York city survives, but it's definitely been wild. <laughs> How yeah, about well, work, man? How about work for you? Like with this? Well, whole thing? so I work at a school. Yeah. Um, I, I work with, students uh basically i'm an educational assistant and so i work with um with students who just need assistance that might might struggle a little bit um and then besides that i also work at a butcher shop oh and so yeah i sell hot dogs oh i thought you meant like you do the (laughs) no no so working at a school that's my primary job you know it gives me uh pay not i mean working at a school you don't make much money but um you know, it, it gives me uh, my benefits, you know, dental, you know, insurance, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, but in the summer, I don't have work. And so mm-hmm. uh, working at a butcher shop here in Minnesota, that's the busy season at a butcher shop because it's, it's grilling season. So uh, once people can get outside and start cooking outside, then they come into the meat shop and buy steaks and burgers yeah. and whatever. And so, um, which is weird because like, working at i've worked there for quite some time now and i'm really not a meat person as much as like you'd think working there like i love burgers i love burgers and pizza probably my two favorite foods and then tacos are next but i'm not a steak guy i don't crave steak you don't eat like elk and shit you don't go hunting I, I'm not the only hunting I do is I hunt for Bigfoot, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, no, I don't do hunting. I didn't want to do hunting because I, I just didn't want to get my knives messy with like gutting animals and yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, I don't know, I guess in a way, I'm kind of a conservationist, you know, I respect right. animals and stuff. And you know, why do I need to, you know, kill a moose or something to just well, have some tacos? So I, I think for me, right? Um, I think watching shows like Meat Eater and like listening to great a great show. Good, yeah, I, just I love started watching Eater. that. Yeah, yeah. So, so like the reason I I never I I've always thought that factory farming was fucked up, but I always thought that like I don't have a choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. I kind of still don't have a choice because I'm not. First of all, I've never gone hunting. I don't even have a hunter's license, and there's nowhere for me to go hunting in New York City. I'd have to yep. go way far out, and I don't got that kind of money either. So, yeah. but if I had the choice if I could sustain myself through um, ethical pursuit, right. Of, of hunting, then I would, I totally would. And I would just not buy anything from like the grocer anymore. You know what I mean? I'd buy like some things kind of like, I I like that way of living, like going back to the way we were, where it's like, I I listen to Steven Ranella on meat eater. And this is a guy that like hunts, hunted his whole life, but like probably like the biggest conservationist, if you think about it, the way he Well, and that's that was that was the thing I was most impressed with him because, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's definitely two different types of gun owners. There's two different types of hunters. Like, there's there's always a spectrum of mm-hmm. people in every activity. Yeah. Um, even knife video yeah. channels and there's stuff, a, you know. Um, definitely it, on it, the spectrum. <laughs> I mean, the guy the guy is incredibly intelligent, and he definitely has a much more conservationist look mm-hmm. at 
what he does and what he what he hunts and you know i respect that way more than any sort of like trophy hunting where you're not hunting to like bring food to your table you're hunting for you know some antlers or something Um, yeah yeah i'm definitely not into that yeah and uh, you know i totally respect that and and, i mean growing up i thought i wish i was native american or asian and (laughs) (laughs) and i I could tell you that story in a second but just (laughs) knowing that you know you know the native americans were the greatest ethical animal lovers on the planet before you know their their cultures were kind of put on reservations because they yeah, yeah. worked in tandem with nature and yeah uh, i'd like that too brilliant um but uh as far as like we're we're kind of stuck because factory farming's there the big corporate farms um, I had a, uh, some of my friends are vegan and they're like, why don't you just be a vegan moose? And I was like, because have you tried a vegan burger? They're terrible. No, yeah. um, they are. But, and I've, I've supposedly had some of the best here and, yes. and they're not great for me. Yeah. That's a no for me, dog. Right. Right. When you have a good burger, it's a good burger. But, um, the thing that I asked, I said to her, I was like, well, okay, what if I stop? What if everybody stops? Now mm-hmm. we have thousands of head of, uh, cattle running across the wilderness do you know what happens when there's that many cattle that are introduced into an environment that they don't belong in that's what created like the dust bowl and like and like led into like the great depression is the fact that they're not an ungulate designed to live in the grasslands and they turn it into a desert yep same thing with pigs yeah same thing with pigs bro when you when you when you leave a domesticated pig in the wild it becomes wild like quick yeah that's and then what's it going destroys on in Texas stuff. right now. It destroys stuff, yeah. man. So and I, I think people don't get that, you know. So it's like it's like, all right, I'll be vegan once I eat all the cows. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like <laughs> it's like either we got to get rid of the domesticated cows to an extent where they're not going to destroy the environment and like kill out all the native species, or we just keep factory farming them and whatever so i don't know i mean it's it's one of those things where it's they must love that answer oh they hate <laughs> well i don't think they ever heard that question my one friend you know bless her heart like she was just like i guess i never thought about it like what yeah. do we do with all these cows once if no, and then the, the other thing right is like um i'm gonna bring up um, this is the most i've talked about like hunting and conservation and stuff on a podcast before like ever uh and you'll understand this because you're a steven ranella fan but, um, you know, in New Jersey, for example, like uh, there's an area where like there's too many bears. Yeah, yeah bears so, in Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. What? So basically what, what happens and this is this is how it was explained to me, because before I was I, when I didn't know have any knowledge, I never listened to ethical hunters talk before. I always thought hunters were like, you know, big belly drinking a Budweiser, like shoots a buck. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's what I thought yeah. hunters were. We you know, got even, some of those here. Me, oh, of course, like <laughs> e- even in the movie, um, uh, the wolves, uh, Wolverine, the Wolverine, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember, remember he found the hunters and like you, you, he's like you use poisoned arrows, bub. Remember that they killed the yeah, bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's my idea of what hunters were until I listened to Joe Rogan's podcast and he had all these ethical hunters like Cam Haynes, um, Stephen Ranella, Remy Warren, these guys like these bow hunters that like really have to you know, like basically hunt for like days and maybe not catch anything at all. And they still yeah. do it anyway. 
Yeah. Like that is an honorable pursuit to me. And what they do with that meat is they bring it home. They feed their families with it. Yeah. So, yeah. They, they put in the work. Yeah. They, they killed it as ethically and in, in, in the appropriate fashion as possible. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, in a way, it's what we need to do since there's limited predators out there now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, totally respectful. But, but, the, as... but the bear thing, right? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so people were like, so when 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 a bears bears are in season and you could hunt them, it's because there's going to be an overpopulation of them, right? Yep. And what happens when there's an overpopulation of them? They all fight for food. They all they don't get have into enough garbage food. and they get into garbage. Into... And they might they might kill somebody. Yep. But what people don't understand, especially people who don't understand those type of things, is they'll say like, "Why are you killing bears?" And I'm like, "Because if there's too many, if it's it like not controlled, right?" Like they're gonna come to where we live, basically. Yep. And like, yo, I have I have nephews and nieces in Jersey that are like ten. Like, I don't want it to get eaten by a bear, you know. But it's like, yeah. if it's controlled, where it's like you're not trying to eradicate them, um, the way like Stephen Ranella talks about it. I can't, you know, I'm not that good at describing it, but the way he, he describes it is hunting pays for actual conservation, like all the tags and stuff, pay for more animal rights protection, like like um. Uh, like wildlife reserves and stuff yep. more than any organization in the world. Like more it does. Than, you know, yeah. That's what it people does. don't understand. The money like, goes to, to the, to like the DNR and, and it yeah. helps keep tabs on, on population. It exactly. helps, helps them round up, you know, animals that are causing problems in a certain area. It mm-hmm. sets up certain uh, specialized yeah. hunts. Yep. It, it also sets up programs for like uh, hunters with like disabilities and stuff. To yeah. It's all like so. good shit really. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, we don't get eaten by bears and we get some meat <laughs> and it's like ethical. You know what I mean? I'm not into the whole, like as, I don't know. as ethical as it can be. Yes. Yeah, I want it to be like that. That's how I picture it. You know, if, yeah. if I had the choice and like Kelly forced me to move to North Carolina or something, you know, fucking get the license and it'll be like everyday country carry or something like that. <laughs> city <laughs> slickers. <for laughs> I, know, right? I don't even know how many city slickers movies there are. But, <laughs> but um, <laughs> uh so i that's awesome i i uh, i am glad to have you on here but now i'm going to ask you a few questions yes and i want to ask you if you're familiar with the game are you garbage uh you briefly explained it to me okay so So, sure yes it is a podcast by h foley and kevin james ryan they are comedians and they do this much better than me Please watch the podcast if you haven't checked it out. Are You Garbage Podcast on YouTube, iTunes, wherever. Um, basically, what they do is they take All their right. favorite comedians or favorite people and they ask them a series of questions uh, to determine whether they're classy or absolute trash, right? Now, financial standing or social status does not determine whether you're classy or trashy because I've worked for people that have had hundreds of million dollars in the bank. And they don't even clean their ears right. I've seen them pull out like an AirPod that used to be filled with wax. It's disgusting. That is a trashy move. Now, um, things like that, things like stealing silverware out of a restaurant, also trashy, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. So it's things like that, but it's really mainly an excuse to dive, uh, dive deep into nostalgia and kind of like a trip down memory lane with you so the viewers get to know you. Like, do you All right. Yes, I'm down. Let's do it. Okay, so uh, let's just talk about like how you grew up. Um, uh, when you were growing up as a kid, did you guys grow up with money? No, we were no. poor. <laughs> uh, like, so you were you were low, lower income family, not middle class, right? Uh, we we're 
on the cusp at like at, like lower middle like there's sometimes we were lower sometimes, sometimes we were, we're like right <laughs> in the front. you're like we're, hopping back and forth we're upper lower class okay okay upper I lower think. class i like that that's i think where we were I, too yeah yeah i mean but i kind of grew up like my dad's mexican he grew up mm-hmm. uh as a farm laborer like a labor worker in the fields mm-hmm. sugar beet fields uh and then you know it, is the eighties and Reaganomics. And I don't know. It yeah. was, getting we're, crazy. We're, we're poor, but we got by, I didn't know any better. My, my parents made me think I had everything I wanted. So it was good. Okay. A loving household. That's always awesome. Uh, similar upbringing for me. My mom brought, immigrated here and then brought us later. And it was my mom raising four boys. So we definitely didn't have a lot of money. My mom was still figuring it out. She was a secretary, you know, um, and you don't make a lot of money doing that until much later so definitely a similar thing but loving household right yes um okay so let me ask you a few questions growing up did you have a glass of milk with dinner i don't think so i think milk was reserved for cereal in the morning good but but i do live in dairy country so we i think it depended on the meal okay how about having maddie Spaghetti, yes, most likely I had some sort of milk. Do you do you have that now? I don't crave pasta. <laughs> oh shit! What? I'm not I'm not a pasta dude. I, I I love food, but there's certain foods I do not crave. You don't like pasta? Not. I you mean, don't like I'll pasta. Eat it. You don't like steak. I, I'll eat it. I don't crave it. What is like your go-to meal then? Like, what is your favorite Pizza meal? Pizza and burgers, man. Tacos, oh, tacos, pizza, burgers. Ooh. Um, I guess if I had to choose one, yeah. I mean, I was just peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I keep it simple too, but dude, the pizza, burgers, and tacos thing—that is not bad. Those are my, those are my three all. three food groups. That, <laughs> that sounds good to me. My mouth is watering right now. My my fiance yeah. has me on this crazy militant diet right now. We're like, oh, I man. don't really have anything. Oh, um, you're looking sharp, man. Looking fit. I work out six days a week, bro. I feel like she just cracks the whip and she's like, you can have four ounces of meat, one third cup of veggies, one fourth cup of brown rice every meal. And I have three meals of those. And then I have uh, three eggs and three pieces of bacon at 12 noon. I don't eat past 7 p.m. Well, I don't do that yet. I'm on a diet right now. I've lost 10 yeah. pounds. In the nice. Yo, nice. He's <laughs> from COVID. I'm scared. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to file <laughs> that one in the classy section. Oh, actually, oh, okay. no. No, you're in the trash section because you have it with spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah, of course, man. Okay. Minnesota. So, All right. Uh, have you ever owned a Chia pet? No. How about a I large? I always wanted one. I always wanted one. We couldn't afford it. Chia, right? <laughs> uh how about a yeah. single how about a singing largemouth bass always wanted one <laughs> dude that's a good answer so we're gonna put that in the fancy pile there so you're you're one and one right now all right, all right um if i go to your house this is a new one i've never asked this one before if i go to your house and i ask for water what are you giving me bottled brita filter brita or filtered or tap straight from the tap man straight tap water in minnesota is that like good i mean like new york city has some of the cleanest water apparently and i don't drink from the tap i used to i used to in my other apartments but my apartment now it's like stuff comes out and I, it, like it's sedimentary uh, kind of like yes, the sedimental, sediment, it, sedimental yeah, yeah. sedimental <laughs> minerals no, um i mean we're in the land of ten thousand lakes so there's water mm-hmm. everywhere um uh-huh. depending on where you're at i mean if you're out in the woods like it tastes everything tastes like iron 
Yeah. So, um, but I don't know. I like I like our city water. Um, yeah. And two, I was kind of converted. There was a show uh, with Zac Efron on Netflix. Okay. And uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like the world according to Zac Efron or something. Okay. And he travels around the world doing all these like healthy things. But there's one episode purely dedicated towards water. And yep. the first like 10 minutes of that episode changed my life as far as what I think about water. Whoa. Uh, they were talking about how like purified water is bad for you. Yes, I've heard that as well. And because it just takes out all these natural minerals and elements mm -hmm. that your body needs. Now, obviously, tap water's manipulated in a way and it has like fluoride and all that stuff added to it but they say tap water is better than purified water so yeah I've heard, I've heard that I was listening to a podcast called your mom's house it's a co comedy podcast and they had a water sommelier on it yeah for those of you who do not understand what that word means a wine sommelier is like a guy who's like an expert in wine he'll talk to you at the restaurant this guy was a water sommelier and he would yes. like tell you what the best bottled waters were and there were these fucking weird ones from like sweden and stuff yeah and then you know and he had a crazy like accent um it's probably the same guy that was on that show oh yeah i think it as, is i think it is as soon as i saw that episode i literally went to the grocery store and bought like four or five different of these waters because like yeah. it's water how much different can it taste <laughs> and it's legit dude yeah like the what is it i forgot the number is like a psi or no not yeah, the, PSI, yeah the, but like there's the, something about the minerals in it right yeah the content and like some water is like thicker than others and like when you were pouring it and you actually paid attention you're just like holy cow that's amazing yeah. the dude so. was like when he was a little kid he was excited to try different tap waters wherever he would go i was like what the hell yeah but, uh, yeah he, he uh made a profession for himself just doing this and um he had some weird water from like europe or something and he would shake it and it would turn all creamy i was like what the hell what <laughs> yeah because of the oh. minerals or something yeah it's definitely he said it's an acquired taste but this is very healthy for yeah, you no there's there's a couple ones i tried that were just like okay that's that's weird. not good don't yeah. taste it. Bad flavor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. All right. So you're going to go with tap. I have to file that one into the garbage pile because an That's aristocrat right. is going to give me bottled water. Probably. Yeah, heck no. <laughs> they man. don't care about the environment. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, what was your childhood grocery store? Where did your folks uh, shop at? Was it a local brand? Was it ShopRite, Pathmark? Like what? Um, so I don't know at the time. I believe it was either Kowalski's or Cub Foods, which is a, a chain here in Minnesota. Are they big? Are they fancy? Uh, Cub Foods in the metro area here is pretty big. Uh, yeah. Kowalski's is the more fancy one, but it was mm -hmm. more like we only shopped there because that was all there was. Yeah. Um, though, you know, growing up with my dad, who grew up in South Texas in a border town, you know, he grew up eating tortillas and Mexican Tex-Mex food all the time. All right. So the only place when we were growing tortillas was like you had to travel to like the Mexican neighborhood in, in South St. Paul just to the Mexican grocery store to get um, tortillas because I live in the North Burbs. Yeah. Um, but the only other place you get tortillas was like from a Taco John's. Taco John. <laughs> so like growing up in the 80s, there were no there was no Taco Bell or any other like Mexican restaurants other than like one Taco John's in the North Metro. I would want to go. Was it good? Taco John's? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's like a competitor to Taco Bell. Oh, the okay, tortillas gotcha. were fine, but yeah, <laughs> you don't have Taco Johns out in New York. No, dude, we have Taco Bell. We've got like Chipotle, and we have legit yeah. like food trucks though. 
like oh, served yeah. by actual Mexicans. So I mean, like, oh, no, dude, fantastic food trucks here. Um, well, we got uh, yeah, we got Taco Bell's where we're served by Asians. We got a lot of Hmong people here. <laughs> dude, they, oh yeah, <laughs> I know the Hmong people. Um, what's funny is all there are a lot of these like quote unquote Chinese and Mexican fusion restaurants, and like there it's all run by like chinese people so like the tacos are made by chinese people too so oh yeah well we got we got chinese asian restaurants that have mexican guys working on them <laughs> we actually have a there's a pizza place in minneapolis that yeah. the mexican guys make the pizzas and but they're that's awesome usually in the back you know what i mean that's usually even here in the city it's like um but you could make a great living fucking doing that they make more than me and i work in a cbd shop <laughs> oh if you work in the right restaurant heck yeah, yeah man. you make some loot bro uh yeah. all right so that seems like a pretty standard Americana uh, answer. So I'm going to put that one in the fans, in the, the classy pile. All right. All right uh, all what right. was your family vacation like? Um, what family vacation? The only time we'd have a family vacation was driving to Texas to see our relatives. Okay. And then we got into camping because there, there's nothing cheaper than, you know, sleeping yeah. in the dirt and bringing your own food to eat camping so. is all right though that's kind of like i wish i did a little bit more of that um i went to really cheesy places like hershey park like six flags but that was a treat we barely did that um, oh yeah and i understand like my mom couldn't like I, I asked backpack b like where he went and he was like we didn't go on vacations that much but i spent a lot of time at the lake house i'm like what the fuck a lake house like i know of, what she's like yo was your you dad have a the whole mayor? separate house just like, to go to the lake yeah he's like yeah <laughs> and uh with with bearded gear he was like yeah we had a lake um we had like a boat house where it was like you could fit it was like a it was like a house but it was like floating on the his lake house I'm like, has a his boat has a house. I'm like, you guys fucking grew up with money, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? I even... No one had yeah. a boat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess we'd we'd go to the well, the big treat here in Minnesota is this the Minnesota State Fair. Okay. Like rich or poor, you gotta go. Like the it's state fair. The Minnesota State Fair, the, the number one state fair on the planet. Well, I guess mm -hmm. in the states. Mm -hmm. And uh it's nothing. You obviously it didn't happen this last year, but I go there and eat every crazy thing you can find yeah. on a stick that's deep fried and battered. I would gain love ten to go pounds to in three hours and watch every weirdo <laughs> you know from across the land show up. It's glorious. I, I would love that, but I think I have to file that one in the trash box. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, let's go with. Um, do you or anyone in your family buy scratch off lottery tickets? I just bought some this week. <laughs> I love them. I don't buy them anymore, but I do love receiving them. The the yeah. follow-up follow question would be, have you ever given scratch-off lottery tickets as Christmas gifts? Who does it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know what this person wants. I'm just going to give them some scratch-offs. <laughs> I love receiving them, but apparently, according to the, the podcast, the Are You Garbage podcast, that is the trashy answer. <laughs> Oh man, that's not classy. Because you're not gonna see like you're not gonna see like a, a senator like give his family scratch off tickets. You know what I mean? Well, wait right. till I'm senator. They're not I cool guess. like us. <laughs> yeah. Wait till I'm senator. <laughs> um, I'll change that. Uh, do you leave butter on the counter or keep it in the fridge? Uh that's a good question. Well, I, I haven't had butter in a long time. I. I developed a, a dairy sensitivity a couple of years oh, ago and so, so no ice cream no nothing 
well, that's a saving grace when I'm trying to diet and not having ice cream. Though, like I said, I love pizza, so every mm-hmm. once in a while I'll, I'll take a hit and be out for a, a night. Damn. <laughs> so but just um, like, like not lactose intolerant, but kind of like I, I I've never got it checked problem. out. But basically, it's lactose intolerant. Like you I grow gut, that happens. That happens. I get, get I get gut bubbles, and I better be near oh, a bathroom. That's all I can yeah. say. Yeah, but, I, I know people. My sister in law is like that. Like she, you know. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I think I think we uh, kept it on. We kept it everywhere. I don't know, table and <laughs> fridge. We had too much butter. This is dairy okay. dairy country up here, man. Yeah, but then you would probably keep it in the fridge. It'll go bad, right? Uh, nah. I think we kept it on the table. What? That's the trash pile, man. That's fucking <laughs> it's dairy, bro. It's gonna spoil. We, I don't know. We used enough of it. I guess it, we ate it before it spoiled. All right. Um. How do you like hot dogs? Oh, dude! How do you cook that, your hot dogs? That's, that's my fourth. How do you cook boil, your hot dogs? Boil them, man. Boil them. That is the <laughs> lowest one. I do like a boiled dog, though. Dude, it's just faster. You I know, they're, they're fully cooked. The boiling cleans off any other sorts yeah. of weird stuff that was on them. Yeah, man. I think grilled is the t- is a classy answer on that one. Is the a connoisseur, I guess. But uh, see, that um, or roast them over the fire. But yeah, yeah I don't think I've ever. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I mean, but I'll eat. I'll eat them does, anyway, bro. Does, microwave does them, microwaved hot dog? Yeah, I was that is say, probably the lowest. That's worse that than is, boiled. <laughs> that is probably the lowest, man, because you just don't have. You just can't wait. You just want to eat right away. <laughs> yeah, man, I ain't got time for that. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever flashed or mooned anyone? Not intentionally. <laughs> okay. I was I was backpacking the summer, man, and it was hot. <laughs> Yeah, and when you're trucking along, it was so hot and moist, and I was just ripe, and I had to dip into a creek, yeah, just to cool off and and clean off. And I'm sure someone walked by and saw the whitest, uh, well, the whitest full moon you could ever see. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but intentionally, no, I've never intentionally mooned anyone. Classy, put that in the class pile right there. Oh, uh, there you go. Okay, so do you drink? No, I do not. Oh my god! So here's here's a fun fact. Okay. I've never had alcohol. Okay, so you basically you were kind of neck and neck with the trash and the classy, but I think you moved up a few points with that answer right there because yeah, that anytime I hear that about anyone, I'm like, that's all class. That's crazy. That's well, I don't know if it's class right there. Well, yeah. thanks. I don't know if it's classy. It's just something I've never been interested in. It's something I've I've never had a beer i've never wow had a shot i've never drank nothing that eliminates a lot of things on this list that i can ask oh boy (laughs) no that's awesome uh were you a hellman's or a miracle whip family oh neither you don't like mayonnaise don't like mayonnaise man i'll take that as classy i will take that as classy what did you get on your sats oh i think i don't what's it out of like I don't even a, remember. I, you know, like I think, like anything over a thousand, you can get into a lot of colleges. I don't. Maybe I only took the ACT. I don't think I took the SAT. And what that was? That was the one uh, that went up to thirty, right? Yeah, I think I got like was, eighteen. I did not score well. I was not doing well. <laughs> that's, that's like an eight hundred something. Okay, it was a bad I, day. I needed a fidget. I don't know, man. <laughs> I never took it, so like we're both in the garbage. Yeah, I'll see you. <laughs> It's like you open the lid to go inside, and I'm in there like, what's up, bro? <laughs> All right. Uh, you, uh, you didn't miss much. It wasn't that fun. 
<laughs> All right. Um, let me ask you a few more here. Uh, let's see. Has anyone in your family gone to watch or has ever been involved in a monster truck show? Uh, not. I mean, I think my nephews went once, but That's it isn't okay. like They're little kids. it's not like a big thing. I mean, it's something okay. I would. I don't know it'd be fun to do. You didn't. You you went into Bigfoot or Gravedigger or anything? Oh, I loved. I thought the the themes the were truck, great, but I was the like, truck was crazy. I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> All right, I'd rather look for a real Bigfoot. I don't know. <laughs> that's well. Yeah, no, not not to vehicle sports at all. Okay. So. All right. Okay. So we're gonna put that in the classy answer then. Nice. Um, that was see. simple. <laughs> uh, did you? Okay, this is one that usually gets a lot of people if they were if they grew up a little bit. A little bit on the sketchy side. Um, right. Did your mom use Cool Whip containers or other containers as storage for something else? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. You're breaking up on me a little bit. You may have to repeat it. Um, so we are losing like, oh. the guest right now. Okay. I'm you like, did... where is it? All right. You're back now. You're back now. So oh, uh, I lost that the was... connection. Yeah. That, that, that was a yes to the answer, right? That was a yes to the answer. Yes. What was it? As yeah, we always store stuff in like leftover containers. So okay. when you're like, when your mom would be like, "Oh yeah, there's leftover mashed potatoes or something." So it was food. It was food. Yeah, it's food. And you'd okay. look, and you're like, "Which one is it?" And then you're opening up all sorts of stuff, and you're like, "Never <laughs> find it." Or then okay. when you actually want when when you actually want cool if you can't find it because there's like green beans in the, <laughs> the dish. <laughs> you like open the cool lip container, I'm inside and like we're both garbage. <laughs> no, so my mom, even to this day, you know those um it's like a, a tin. It's blue and it's usually like cookies. the cookies. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my mom has has sewing supplies in it up to this day. Dude, every ever- yeah. I actually watched this. There's a Native American YouTuber him and his buddy do a channel and they all they do is look at like native memes yeah and there's one where like somebody's like oh yeah you're when your grandma when you think your grandma got you cookies and you open up it's her sewing stuff yep and it's just like yeah yeah. any immigrant family i feel like has that has done that yeah they have a a, a tremendous ability to recycle and reuse containers dude efficiency (laughs) bro that's efficiency. Save the, the the immigrant plan is always save every cent that you have so that you can own a business like 10 years later. Like don't buy your kids new shoes and stuff. But then in 10 years, you'll have a business that your kids can either take over or like they can springboard off that to other things, which is. Yeah, but did your did your parent, did your mom ever make you wear uh, bread bags on your feet? When you went to school I've in never the winter? Had, I've never had to wear <laughs> bread bags. I've never had to wear bread bags. Yeah, I've never had to. But I did have to... I never had, like, all the best clothes. I feel like my mom kept it classy, like, as much as she could. Because yeah. I, I told a story on, on so many podcasts recently where, like, in the Philippines, we were rich. I mean, like, filthy. Like, oh. we, had a, we had a mansion. Um, my, my dad was always poor. Um, he couldn't even afford electricity, so he studied um, with a kerosene lamp, and he told me his boogers would be black by the end of the night and stuff like that. Um, and But he was valedictorian his whole life, graduated with honors, became president of, of a big bank, and then we were rich, bro. And what happened was, at that time in the 80s, the Philippines was under a dictatorship. Uh-huh. And then the dictatorship was overthrown and we also got all our money taken away. So oh, yeah. when we came to America, like I couldn't have the GI Joes or the He-Man or the Transformers that I see in the, at Toys R Us 
you know, I yeah. didn't understand why, but I, I learned later that's what happened. How, but, um, how old were you when you came over here? I was, I think when I, f I think seven, seven years old. So okay. 1988 or 1987 is when I came here and I was born 1981. Okay. So, you know, um, I, I didn't, I fucked it. When I got to America, I was like, you guys have cartoons all day. It was on Cartoon Network. I was like, what yeah. the hell? This Scooby-Doo, uh, it's like freaking, you know, it's it's like 8 a.m. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, I, I was, it was wild. But yeah, that's basically like our story. So my mom just learned how to cut corners but still kind of like keep it classy that, yeah. that that's what you know immigrant moms did i i feel um yeah. but yeah so yeah sewing supplies in the fucking cookie tin to this day <laughs> that's a must have yep <laughs> all right so uh, i'm gonna ask you a few more questions here and then i'm gonna go um man you don't drink so i can't ask you this stuff uh what was your go-to fast food establishment as a kid as a kid um well, there used to be Hardee's used to be right down the street from my house. So we'd go there like on Sundays. Was that uh, better McDonald's? McDonald's is the top answer. So it, it was weird. Hardee's was cool though. Hardee's yeah. back in like the the eighties and nineties was cool because they sold everything. You could get a burger, you could get roast beef sandwich, you could get Damn. hot dogs, you can get fried chicken. Oh Hardee's used to be like they had so much stuff on their menu and they had the best cinnamon raisin like glazed like breakfast biscuits oh they're wow. fantastic that sounds but great. but i say overall like growing up through high school white castle is my go-to that is absolute <laughs> trash my friend check please garbage <laughs> all right no i love white castle by the dude, way late nights at white castle oh, oh that is dude, crazy times good times with my buddies but that's crazy because that's like drunk food. That's like drunk or stoner food almost. So does that make me more like, trash that I eat it no. sober? <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to blend in. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm drunk. I, I've had White Castle, I want to say, like, um, I forgot who bought it, man. He bought a Crave case. Oh, classic. Yeah, we had a Crave case, bro. We were just eating it. And Ke Kelly, my fiance, never had it. And she was like, I think I had these once and I was in the bathroom for like a day. I it doesn't do much to me. I like it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I dig them. I still get them when I can. It's steamed. It's steamed, man. Yeah, it's you know? a family-owned business too, and it's one of the <laughs> the oldest. It if without White Castle, we wouldn't have modern-day fast food. So, I'm not even gonna ask you some of these. Like, do you have tattoos? That answer is no, right? No, uh, I'm pretty straight edge. Okay, that way. cool. No cool. piercings. No tattoos. All right. Um, you know what? I'm gonna. <laughs> You're not making a good case here, though. Um, all right, so this is a bonus question right here. You're eating chicken wings and realize you have to pee. You head to the bathroom. Do you A, wash your hands first, then pee, or B, pee first, then wash your hands? I've experienced this before. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned my lesson. Wash your hands. Okay. Follow-up question. So wash your hands first, then pee, right? Yes, yes. Okay, yes. follow-up question. After you pee, do you wash your hands again? Yes, especially if I'm eating chicken wings. As if it's bone-in, you're bringing that hand to your mouth. You got you to gotta wash the hands. Okay, okay. That's the gentleman's answer. A lot of men that I've asked have said no to the second time. So... <laughs> I'm not eating yeah. up their basket. I'm not yeah, eating somebody chicken was, I forgot who said it, but they were like, that's why we have fucking COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was Zach stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, 
much. Well, I mean, you know, no more, no further questions, Your Honor. I think we have a 50-50 split here. Oh, 50%, what? 50% class, 50% garbage. But you, my friend, you're all class to me, you know? Oh, excellent. Thank this you, was, sir. This is fun, bro. Um, no, no, great questions, man. You came prepared. Uh, it was funny, right? It was, no. Yeah, I, no, no. The first half of it, I always feel it out. You know, and you know what? I'm going to give you a little bit of, uh, of advice here. Anytime that you can do these, I think you should do it because you're a very good guest. You speak very well. Maybe oh, for, then maybe you. that's from the six years of YouTube. Something. I didn't yeah. learn it in school. I'm just kidding. Yeah, because <laughs> this is very easy to talk to you, man. Um, Is there any uh, – let the people know where they can find you. Hey, Robbie, stop it. My cat is, like, trying to attack my poster here. I love cats. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, here we go. Cat time. Come here. Come here. You want to play around? Oh, you got fluffy cats, man. Yeah, this is my cat, uh, Robbie. His full name is Robin Williams. Oh, nice. So you could do anything you want to him. Like, literally anything. He's the most patient cat in the world. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah, he does not care what you do. That is amazing. I don't think I've ever seen a cat... Yeah, like he's just awesome. Let some I have another one named uh, Frank Sinatra. He's a little meaner. Oh, but, um, awesome. Yeah, but dude, uh, let people know where they can follow you, Instagram and YouTube. Um, so uh, I'm Moose. My YouTube channel is Moose's Gear Goo Review. Um, you can find it on YouTube. And then I do have an Instagram page. Uh, you can follow me over there. I think it's Moose's GGR, so I shortened it yeah. a little bit. Otherwise, if you check out any of my videos, I have it linked in the description below. Um, and I'm so going to put that, I'm going to put all the fun on the bottom and in the description, of course. Awesome. Dude, it was awesome having you. Uh, let me know if there's anything ever, anything I can do to help out. I really want you to keep going. I like what you're doing. I love the vibe of your channel. And I think you just, you're all class to me, my friend. Um, but yeah, thanks oh, for doing thank this. You, thanks for doing this. You're welcome on any time. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's a great thing. I'm glad you moved into podcasting. I definitely see your influences through your podcasts. I'm trying, bro. Uh, and uh, even your videos, man, with like the three different camera angles and stuff. So, Dude, I'm so... You know what's crazy? It's like the, tri- the triple camera and all the... I, I second guess myself all the time where it's like... I do a video and then I'm like, bro, you're just so fucking lazy. That's why you do this. Like get with the B-roll, do what you used to do before. And I'm just like, dude, that's what popped your <sighs> channel up for me. When I first saw that video, I was like, holy cow. He must so what's dope been- about it stuff, right? What's dope about it? What's whack about yeah. it stuff? Like dude, that, that's a just- six hour endeavor to do that. Exactly. And, I, yeah. and that's the thing. Like if, you, if you're not used to editing, you won't respect the work that people put into the editing of their videos yeah so like with you when i first saw your channel i think you had like a ninja episode and i just remember you cutting in like different shots and i was like like holy cow i still don't get why he has band-aids on his thumbs but this dude (laughs) put in work (laughs) and then uh and then like backpack b i saw that and i was like this dude must have spent forever on this that or he's a whiz at what he does and so you know i have mad respect for anyone that has like puts in editing even jt's knife life i've seen him lately splicing in stuff and he yeah he said he talked to you i think initially he mentioned it before that, he, mm-hmm. that you helped him out with some of that and yeah um but I, I i agree i think you're right when it comes to our knife channels like for all our smaller knife youtubers how are we going to age with the coming generations mm-hmm you know, we have to evolve. We have to tie in, you know, music and lighting and yeah. stuff because now 
there's younger dudes that are jumping into it and they're they're just blowing up because mm-hmm. they have that all down and so but i like what you're doing man the podcast stuff is just awesome the guests you have are interesting yeah you're doing a great Dude, job thank you so much man um you're definitely welcome here anytime this is your yeah. boy in the nyc it's me ray and moose saying peace peace out Yo, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and don't forget to hit that bell icon so we can squat up in the comments.